Welcome everyone to the GoWP Digital Agency Owners Podcast, where we talk some shop and life with our colleagues in the WordPress community to find out the truth of their talents and the tricks of their trade. I'm Mariah Origa, GoWP's Director of Creative Services. And I'm Joanne Torres. I am GoWP's Marketing Manager. And before we get started, I would like to say a couple of words about GoWP in case anyone here isn't fully familiar with us. At GoWP, we create happiness for digital agencies and help them become more profitable, whether it's joining in our incredibly valuable weekly happiness calls, or if you're just looking to grow your team with a developer, a copywriter, designer, project manager, we got you covered. So we also have services like case study services, blogging services, website maintenance, content edits, or page builds that you can completely outsource to our team. Joanne, why don't you tell the nice listeners where they can learn more about GoWP services? Absolutely. They can go to GoWP.com or any of our social media channels, GoWP support on Twitter or, and GoWP everywhere else. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and yes, subscribe, follow, like, so you can get all of the updates on what's going on with GoWP. Now, Mariah, let's welcome our guest today. Absolutely. Today we are talking to Marcus Ohanasian. And I don't know, like, how do I describe this man? He's an accomplished designer, agency owner, expert project manager, drummer, craft beer specialist. He's nodding along. Yep. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Public speaker, prolific public speaker. The list just goes on and on and on. And uh, most importantly, today he's our guest. So welcome, Marcus. Thank you so much. That was quite the intro. I did not pay you to say that either. So thank you. <laughs> Jay Leno wrote that for you. He said, yeah, just take this and run with it. Yeah, he's my buddy. <laughs> welcome, Marcus. It's so it's so good to have you here today. And it's, yeah, your experience is varied and fascinating. But right to start, I would really like to hone in on branding and marketing, especially specifically because I'm I'm the marketing person here at GoWP, so this is I'm a little bit biased <laughs> on my interests. So, nearly 20 years ago, you founded your agency, Perfect Evolution, and you started providing branding designs and marketing strategies, among other services, for clients. So, something that I see a lot in all industries, not only our specific niche industry, is that people confuse branding and marketing. So why do you think people assume branding and marketing are one and the same? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's definitely an industry myth or an industry telltale. The difference there is you can't market anything without a brand. So the branding is the foundation. So, and I don't say branding, meaning just like I have a cool logo design that I paid someone to do. Branding is a lot more than just the logo design. There's tons of branding quotes out there. If you Google it, you know, even Jeff Bezos said something like branding is what people, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but branding is what people say about you when you leave the room or about your company or about your business, something along those lines, you can Google mm -hmm. it. But so yes, branding is everything. It's the all encompassing package of the experience. So it's the communication and the storytelling of your company, your business and your overall brand. So yes, your logo is one implementation of that, right? That's the visual representation of your brand. And you might have a, a mark like the Nike swoosh symbol, you know, and then the text that's associated, associated with it, but that's just a visual representation. So I work in the craft beer space. So when we talk about brand in the craft beer marketing world, 
It's not just the logo, but it's the merchandise. It's the can label designs around the actual cans, but it's also the customer experience. So it's how are the employees and the tap room employees talking to the customers? Are they mm. being casual and warm and inviting and friendly? Or are they, hey, we're super busy and stressful, just come, let me take your order. And it's a very cold experience, right? And that all contributes to the brand. What type of music is playing in the tap room, right? Mm. Whether it's live music or over the stereo, if they're streaming certain songs, like what type of vibe is being created? That all contributes to the brand. So in this digital agency owner space, a lot of value that we can deliver as agency owners is really questioning and uh, positioning our clients' brands. So a lot of clients don't understand branding, never mind the difference between branding and marketing. So yeah. it's sort of our educational exercise to educate our clients there. Yeah, that's super interesting. And because for some entrepreneurs or some agencies, they just get by by doing a lot of the work themselves, which is awesome. And many digital agencies are bootstrapped. So how can focusing on branding help an agency grow? Yeah, that's super important. And you're right, it's, it's often overlooked, right? It's like people just get the logo design and call it a day. Mm-hmm. I guess one recommendation would be start small and lean and simple and just streamline it. Don't try to overdo it and overcommit yourself to trying to get a huge branding package of some sort. If you know that you're doing pitch decks and presentations, you know, make sure your logo translates well to a pitch template or mm. making sure that your designer can provide you with a template of a master slide and what the detail slides and the closing slide look like or stuff like that. That's obviously just one implementation. We, we're talking website, we're talking social media, even down to like email signatures. You know, how does your logo translate into a little one inch by one inch square, for example? Yeah, um, like even the the Favicon on yeah. on Google Chrome, it's or on your browser. Yeah, those yeah. are very valuable and actionable insights. So thank you very much for for sharing that right for at sure. the top of the show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think another important piece of that is like, you know, not just like okay, we need different versions of our logo, horizontal, vertical, square, whatever it may be, but there's a lot of messaging and tone that mm. is overlooked. So besides having the logo design, it's more of um, and this kind of ties into website content, for example, if you're doing a full build for a website, you're kind of fine tuning and tweaking the language that's being used to create this proper tone, right? So yeah. is your brand a little bit more sleek and professional and more shiny, quote unquote, or is mm-hmm. it a little bit more soft and warm and approachable, you know, and obviously there's different words that tie into each one of those categories, right? Mm-hmm. So website content is part of your branding as well even though it's based you know, more around the text and the images and things like that. But overall, that's part of the experience as the potential customer there or website users, you know, viewing their content and scanning and reading the types of imagery, that's all going to perform a certain type of emotion, a, a connection, an emotional connection. that's going to communicate a certain vibe and tone to the, the brand and the website that you're on. So all that's, it's an all-inclusive term under brand. I have to say, Marcus, just listening to you, it's like a masterclass. I feel like this Whoa. is but we're not a webinar. Like, yeah, it really is. <laughs> we're not you. even 10 minutes into this conversation. And it's like, oh my gosh, like this is like this is some quality, high-level stuff we're talking here. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> and on this topic of branding, you know, many people who know you know that you are a man who is serious. You're serious about branding. You are. You're serious very. about that. But you're very. also serious about sandwiches. <laughs> also very, yes. <laughs> you actually brand yourself as a sandwich enthusiast. Oops. Yeah, I'm um, glad you said branding myself. Like it's self-proclaimed, self, self-appointed self <laughs> sandwich enthusiast. There's no validity or merit behind any of that, except for me. 
<laughs> he, he throned himself. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it, I think it's a great moniker. And so we all know that to have a good sandwich, one should use quality ingredients. It helps you know, mm-hmm. to if you use quality ingredients. But when it comes to branding and business, what I'm sure there are must-haves quality, quality components. So what one must have ingredient does an agency need for a quality branding strategy? Would you say? Great question. I wasn't sure if you were going to ask me something about sandwiches or if it was going to be branding or a mix. Oh, the sandwich. It's coming. It's coming. You can mix it. You can mix it, professor. Mix it up. Yeah. You can use analogies or metaphors. (laughs) Mm. I know there are a lot of metaphors and analogies about sandwiches in like content marketing and and Mm -hmm. branding. So you can go that route. You know, we're fluid. We're open. It's good. Yeah. (laughs) I I need some more time on that. We'll have to do a part two and I'll come back with some awesome analogies or something with sandwiches, you know, (laughs) but the, the top ingredient I'd say for an agency is uh, a humanistic approach, I guess we can kind of dwindle it down to. I was trying to think of the right term or phrase to use, but you know, at the end of the day, we're all humans and we all have other interests other than our jobs here. Um, and I'm gonna get kind of fluffy in the clouds talk here for a second, but you know, like we all have businesses, we all care about the bottom line, we're all trying to make money. I obviously have a great work-life balance, but you know, even just with us three on the call before we started recording, we were just shooting the shit. I hope I can swear on this podcast. Yeah, my mom is uh, listening, but it's fine. It's uh, good. It's all good. <laughs> Sorry, Mariah's mom. But yeah, we were just hanging out and talking, getting to know each other more than we already do every week on the, on the happy hour calls. But at the end of the day, like I, I want to actually get to know everyone that I'm talking with, even if it's through email, I like to know if they also like sandwiches and also like craft beer and things like that. So I, I think approaching your clients, get to know them a little bit better, you know, mm-hmm. in the most non-creepy way you can, you know, be, keeping it professional, obviously, but you know, there's lots of things that you can do to break the ice, basically, you know, especially on client calls. I actually just yesterday, I had like a project retrospective with one of my clients and it wasn't going so well with a previous team member that was on the project. So we kind of had to talk a little bit about them and we used the, the sandwich method, the good, bad, good, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of stack or good needs improvement, good. So you ended on a good note. And, you know, that was a tough conversation to have with them as it was for them. And we both kind of acknowledged that, but we also kind of started talking about music at the beginning of the call and kind of mm-hmm. had some personal things going on, you know, even just how was your weekend? And that led into other types of conversations. So I think just uh, trying to stay zoomed out of getting in the minutia of the day-to-day of like, mm-hmm. okay, there's an agenda, there's a task that I have to do. There's a thing that I have to do and I want to get it done, but talk to the other people and get to know them a little bit more because you'll be able to provide, provide more value in the long term because you know what interests them. And you're sort of reverse engineering what you can bring to the table more than just your services of logo design, website design, development, all the straightforward things like that. I love that. Connecting to what makes us all human and, and Perfect. zoning in on what maybe is unique about the individual you're speaking to. Like if they're a sandwich enthusiast, what's your exactly. favorite sandwich? Oh, that's, I, <laughs> I get that question a lot. And really when I say a lot, I mean, just like people that were in the GoWP group. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was Bet, and she asked me that uh, maybe like a couple months back. And it's such a tough question because I love all different types of sandwiches, whether they're meat-filled sandwiches, like a classic Italian with some hots on it and olive oil, you know, on a, on a good bread. Like that's a classic go-to, but I also like a good turkey bacon avocado. But then I've started eating some like non-meat, just vegetarian sandwiches, not even just like plain veggies, but you know, even like a solid grilled cheese, throw some onions, sauteed uh, caramelized yeah. onions in there and nice mushy, like winter sandwich, dipping in yeah. some tomato soup, maybe, Oof. you know, 
Yeah. So that's where you're leaning into like right now. The, it's more like the winter veggies, winter, hot yeah. soup. Mm. Yeah, winter I'm into like the paninis basically, like to get a oh, hot yeah. sandwich, you know, throw a bunch yeah. of stuff, get a nice spread, throw some veggies in there. Not too much, but then you can panini press it, smush it down. You get this nice warm sandwich, you know? A warm pocket cool. of goodness. Yeah, yeah, I'm like sipping a smoothie with chia seeds. That's all I've had today. <laughs> I think I'm having a sandwich for lunch. Too. <laughs> um, You're welcome. It, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We, we do ask you this question. I feel like every time we see you, we're like, so what's your favorite sandwich? I don't know if we're trying to trip you up or just trying to see where you where, where your palate is that week. But believe it or not, along the lines of quality sandwiches and quality branding strategies, I hear you speak often about value-driven relationships with clients. And I think for the listeners, again, if I can drive this metaphor or, or example is the term into the ground, going back to ingredients, what makes an item really good and it's quality ingredients. So what one ingredient do you think every agency should bring to their practices or their operations to achieve truly quality value-driven relationships with clients? You talked about it a little bit, but what else would you add to that? I would add in, I know this, this is a buzzword now, it's coming up a lot more, but I would say empathy towards your clients. It's obviously important in your personal life, right? With your relationships and family and partner and whoever, but more importantly with clients, again, caring about what's going on in their world because you're hopping on client calls or you're sending things to them in your project management tool for feedback and whatever it is. And you don't know what's going on in your client's world on that specific day. So a lot of the times where there's issues in projects, some of it has nothing to do uh, with the actual project or you as a project manager, for example, some of it is just the client's having a bad day and you have no idea, but if you don't ask the questions of how are you, what's going on? Like, oh, cool, you know, and kind of just vibe off that initial conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, you know, take up the whole meeting, but spend the first couple of minutes of the meeting or, you know, in the middle, they may actually, you know, you'd be surprised at how many clients are looking to talk to someone about that stuff. Maybe they don't have someone to talk to about things. And I'm not saying, you know, be their therapist, but at the same time, it really shows that you care about your clients as an actual partnership, not just, Hey, I'm providing you a service or solution. You're paying me money. It's a transactional relationship. This is the value driven relationship. And I say that from a personal side, right? Like empathy is a very personal conversation and things, but you can apply that to your business and their business and the whole business relationship side of it, which kind of leads into the whole proactive project management side of things to kind of always be looking out for their best interests. Like, like you're working for them as part of their team and they're paying your salary basically. And what a way to stand out from the crowd just by showing yeah. empathy and, and being human and listening to the client as a person, as you try to zero in on how you can be helpful to them. It's Absolutely. amazing that something so simple can really be a, a shining characteristic for sure. Right. And you'd be surprised at how many agency owners or other people that I've talked to that are in this world uh, are very transactional and they, they don't have those types of conversations, but you know, it's, it's good for you as a person and as a business owner to understand your clients more, but also on a little bit of that personal level to get to know them because that's building trust, just like by completing a successful project for them, that's also building the trust and it's going to be, they're never going to second guess the bill that they're going to get from you. They're never going to second guess why you're doing certain things. So yes, you can provide great content and all these things and provide, put yourself as an industry leader, right? Mm -hmm. And position yourself in that way, but you can also position yourself as a trusted source uh, and a trusted, you know, solutions provider, I guess you can mm -hmm. kind of call it, you know, and it's a different way because 
every other agency doesn't do that, you know? So it's nice to stand out, like you said. So uh, this is off script. I'm going off script. I just wanted to throw this in because there was uh, nowhere to work it in today, but it's a, Mm. it's a quote of yours actually that I I heard you say, and I loved it. And it's, it's goes along the lines of building trust, consistency, consistency builds trust. And I think, yeah, if you can consistently show up for your client as a human being empathetic, that, that just endears them, endears you to them. Absolutely. Wow. I'm being quoted in my own podcast. But yes, professor, you are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also a, a very big component, which is the proactivity of it. Because mm-hmm. if you're not actively listening, if you're not proactively looking for those cues, and of course, we're all in this um, new arena, well, different arena, which is remote, where really mm-hmm. we have really gone away from gathering like body language cues to just like have to really proactively do that self-reflection and and look for those cues and, you know, here remotely, which takes me to, you did a webinar a couple of months ago on proactive project management. So in, you also have an upcoming uh, course by the same name, proactive project management, where you'll teach participants on how to increase their revenue by increasing value in their relationships. So what other topics will you explore during this course in addition to this you know, value-driven relationships? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So besides the proactive mindset, we'll call it, or the proactive approach, you know, at the beginning of the course, we'll talk a little bit about the core fundamentals that you should already have in place, almost like prerequisites mm. to be able to, to understand this. So it, there, you know, it's not a hard prerequisite, but you should already uh, understand the core basics of digital project management. So, you know, typical things like budget, managing budget, timeline, all the things that go around timeline, scopes, SOWs, deliverables, things like that every digital project manager has in their tool belt to understand. It's not necessarily a training course to understand the 101s of project management. It's more of the side road off of the main road, if you want to think of it that way. One, if you will. A 201, sure. (laughs) I like that. And I was talking to Beth Livingston, who has her own WP Roadmaps course, who's in our group. And we had a little sync earlier this week, actually. And I was saying, you know, we're kind of working together and coinciding together. It's not a competition thing because Mm -hmm. I'm not teaching the same things that she's doing. So it's like, if her students can graduate up to mine, it's a different philosophy. It's a different approach and thinking and mindset, but you got to have the core fundamentals to know how to effectively manage a project. So at the beginning, we'll touch upon that and I'll kind of summarize and just make sure everyone's kind of aligned on the same page, but then we'll really dive into the meat and the potatoes or the gold nuggets, if you will, of things that you can do to nurture your client relationships, to you know, start thinking long-term in the short-term world that we're in and sort of like zooming out of the day-to-day and really increasing the revenue. But instead of selling, uh, you're sort of just providing that value up front and that does the work for you. I think I, I've mentioned this on maybe even the, the last webinar I did was Nick Ulick's Sell by Helping or Help by oh, Selling, yeah. one of those. Uh, helping. Sell by Helping. Yeah, he's great. I took his course and I love his approach because it's very similarly aligned to what I'm doing, where mm. you're not pitching, you know, it's essentially sales because at the end of the day, you're trying to get more money out of a client, but you don't uh, approach it in that way. You're coming to the table proactively with ideas that are going to help their business. That's going to build trust. And ultimately you're going to end up doing the work that you pitched and they're going to say, oh, great. I didn't even know that uh, a UI UX audit or an SEO audit or, or these types of audits could 
could have all these errors and things. And what, what client's going to say no to just having errors on their website? You know, of course yeah. you want to get it fixed. So you're going to get paid to do the work, but you're approaching it in a, Hey, we're on your side. We're partners with you. I know that this meeting wasn't really, uh, it wasn't on the agenda, but we did actually did spend 15 to 30 minutes doing an audit. And now we have potentially 10 plus hours of, of tasks and tickets that we can get into the queue. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of a different approach thinking of the backlog. So mm -hmm. website full builds happen, right? You design the site, you develop it, you go through QA, you finally launch the site. What happens after launch? That's kind of where my course comes in. Mm -hmm. But initially there'll be some like light conversations that happen at the beginning of the relationship. And then once we get closer towards the launch of the full build for this example, that's when we really dive into, okay, now we're going to start uh, getting you on a maintenance retainer, uh, a monthly retainer, you know, and have GoWP take care of the services. And then <laughs> we're going to feed all these tasks over to GoWP because uh, we did these audits and we did these, you know, we have these third-party integrations that we can do to increase conversions, basically a bunch of ideas that will throw it on the table, but obviously you get through the scope first. And as a project manager, you should know those core fundamentals of managing the budget, staying on the timeline, client communication, how to run effective meetings, all mm -hmm. those things that tie into project management. Awesome. So that all sounds really, really valuable. And where can people sign up to this upcoming course? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're finalizing the course. I don't want to put a date on it yet, but okay. you can stay informed and get notified uh, at proactivepmcourse.com, proactivepmcourse. Uh, I'm sure that'll be in the show notes, uh, yes. but you can sign up there. That has a little bit more information about what the objective is of the course. And you'll be notified when we launch the course there. I think we're going to start off at a smaller price or do so, maybe like a workshop slash teaser type of thing. We're sort of playing around with how we're going to roll it out, but the best way is to just sign up there and we'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, you heard it first here. Sign up to get all of the updates at, can you repeat it again? Proactivepmcourse.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Mark. That's so very, very valuable. And I can tell that you have, obviously, with over 20 years of experience in entrepreneurship and project management, of all that, of what you've learned uh, throughout your experience, like what is something that you wish a veteran entrepreneur would have taught you when you were starting out? Hmm. That's a really great question. Sometimes you don't realize any of those things until after. So, you know, like reflecting back on the past couple of years or something, I guess staying flexible. I'm a culprit of this too, but you know, we get caught up in process a lot of, you know, we get everything written out in a Google doc or we put some structure in place basically. Right. And this is the process and it's so rigid and it's great to have that template and that framework to, to start on, but you can launch off of that and stay flexible. And there's so many times that I can think of in the past five, 10 plus years where I thought I was doing one thing. But by having conversations with those types of clients or other agencies that are doing that, I end up kind of going off a side road and doing something else and that becomes successful. And I would never plan for that. So not shooting down ideas and being open to exploring whether it's new streams of revenue, new services you can offer, or just different approaches and more philosophy and, and mindsets to be in. You know, Stay open to that because what you think is probably the best may not be the best until you actually do it. And you may discover something else off of that. And I'm, I'm being vague in general because it applies to literally everyone's job, right? Yeah. Everyone has a process and a template and things that they think is the way to do it, but there's always another way. And that other way could potentially be better or save you more time, save you money, save the client money. So there's many other benefits to 
keeping an open mind while you're iterating and staying flexible. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, it's so so valuable and so so fascinating. And and the ability to to also have that self-reflection and look back and and saying, oh, it's interesting how I maybe I wouldn't have listened at that point and <laughs> I would now. So it's always so interesting to hear where all different entrepreneurs and digital agency owners are in terms of, you know, this like experience. So we're going to um, flip, speaking about going on different roads and off off scripts and off frameworks, et cetera, we're going Mm -hmm. to take a hard, hard right or hard left or U-turn, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) Mariah. Yeah, this is something that we played around with one episode, but we had so much fun with it that we're mm-hmm. just sort of continuing it. And I, for listeners um, that are hearing our voices, Marcus was not given this next segment of questions because it's a lightning round. We want him to be raw and off the cuff. Mm-hmm. So you are a drummer. You're an avid drummer. And I believe you played in bands and festivals professionally. Like, that's awesome. I think you're our first drummer, as far as I know. So this round is all about drummers. They're, the only yeah. rule is you just answer spontaneously. Okay. And are you ready for this lightning round, Marcus? Ready as I'll ever be. So give me your best shot. <laughs> well, keep in mind, you're more ready about this topic than either Joanne or I. So I have one. <laughs> yeah, I have one. Oh. Okay. All right. Lightning round, drummers. John Bonham or Keith Moon? John Bonham. Questlove or Dave Grohl? Dave Grohl when I was younger, Questlove now. Oh, okay. Evolution. I, I, I gave you, yeah, exactly. I gave you two answers. I don't know if that was part of the rules, but I that's fantastic. It. No, no. I, that's, I, I, that really, I resonate with that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's totally fine. In fact, it's so fun. We're going to ask you, we're going to use Dave again. Dave yeah. Grohl or Tommy Lee? Oh, Dave Grohl. <laughs> Max, hands down. hands down, Dave Grohl. Dave for the win. All about mm-hmm. the Dave. Max Roach or Buddy Rich? Buddy Rich. I had to research that when I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll say right now, I'm very impressed with these questions and the, the selection of drummers that you've chose. So hats off to both of you for this. Well, Professor, you know, we try. We try to study. <laughs> we, we try to stay as astute as you, Professor. You passed the class. <laughs> <laughs> and fi- final question or final uh, lightning round question. High school marching band or U.S. Army Fife and Drum Corps? Ooh. High school marching band, because I was in one. So I, I have more experience with that. No, and they, they jam. I mean, I still, mm-hmm. they, they, they break it down. Hey, oh, yeah. line. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. You did great in, in the lightning round. Thanks. I loved it. <laughs> Back to getting on track after taking that hard left. Let's talk about rehoming clients, also known as firing clients. <laughs> this comes from... Last year, because you posed a question on our digital agency owners community about a potentially sensitive topic for, for agency owners, which is, you know, firing clients to put it in the most frank way. We like to call Mm -hmm. it rehoming clients, especially because uh, I cannot take credit for that. That's Chris Lemma, (laughs) mostly because in our community, you know, it's easier to just give a referral than just stay in a bad relationship. So 
the consensus in the comment section was that once it's done, the agency owner feels and appreciates the weight being removed from their shoulders. So in your opinion, is there a right way to rehome or fire a client? Yeah. I don't know if there's a right way because every agency is structured in different ways and every agency owner, whoever is doing the firing or rehoming of the client is going to approach it in different ways. But I think there's a couple check boxes we'll say that you should probably do, you know, one is just keeping it super professional. The client may suck. You may hate working with them and it's an absolute nightmare and you can't wait to celebrate when they're finally off your plate, but you have to articulate that differently when you're emailing the client or hopping on a call, right? So keeping it professional, always taking the high road, right? If they're, if things are really like going off the deep end and the attention and the tone of the conversation is getting too high, your job is not to combat that and, and escalate it, right? It's the opposite of de-escalating it and staying professional with a calm demeanor and tone and just getting through. And that should prove your point even more that it's not the best fit. I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, so one is keeping it, keeping it professional with the goal in mind of, you know, being open and honest and transparent. Hey, we're not a good fit. We seem to have some issues in the past, however you want to articulate and phrase it, but then also ending proactively with recommending another agency to take over or a freelancer, or even just some website links to other tools and services out there that could help. So never just kind of kicking them to the curb and then speeding off since we're mm. talking about roads and things here on this podcast. <laughs> um, no burning bridges. Yes. So always like coming back and saying, Hey, we're not a good fit. We're going to end the relationship here in 30 days or at the end of the month, whatever it is. Uh, But here's a couple agencies that we're partners with that uh, we can refer you to. They're going to take care of you. They're a much better fit. And then basically just send out the email intro and, you know, get it off your your plate basically. And and then go celebrate with a adult drink or something. (laughs) One of the craft beers that you champion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I meant we, we didn't really talk about craft beers today, but I next okay. time because I want to find out more about I'm not a beer drinker, but I love mm. my cider. So I'm, I want to know Ooh, about some craft. And so maybe that's maybe that's in your future, Marcus. Mm-hmm. And that's where we want to what we want to talk about next, the future. You have mm-hmm. a lot of wonderful projects on the plate for for yourself. What do you look forward to experiencing or accomplishing with perfect evolution or another project this year? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I can probably speak for a lot of agency owners when I say, you know, increasing my MMR, my monthly mm-hmm. return revenue. I think every agency owner wants to do that every year and keep growing it. Right. So that's mm-hmm. definitely on my high on my goal list. Definitely working on this proactive PM course. It was never again, talking about advice, right? That question you asked about advice and staying agile and flexible. This was never in my plan to have a course, mm-hmm. but as I was going through my career as a project manager, and agency owner, there was a sort of need for this. So now agency owners and other digital agencies, I'm sort of working as a niche or, or a potential client of mine, which I never thought because I'm always external, right? With other clients. Mm-hmm. So working and developing this course and helping other agency owners with their project management process. I've done some consulting on the side as well, sort of uh, on Zoom calls and stuff like this to really audit and kind of dive into their PM process and help them. And the proactive project management course is sort of a result and a dwindled down version of, of that. So working on PM consulting and, and stuff like that for agency owners, I've also been diving into more of the Shopify space for e-commerce. We, we work in WordPress a lot for more of the marketing brochure sites, but for e-commerce, I'm, I'm in the Shopify world a lot. So looking forward to diving into that and getting more clients on monthly retainers and things like that. 
So you've got a, a, a profitable and busy year ahead. That sounds Absolutely. awesome. I hope, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and our last question for today. I mean, thank you. You've we've I feel like we've talked about so much and, and have, a lot yeah. of different things. So this is more of a personal question. So how are you creating happiness for yourself? Mm, that's a great question. I knew that was coming based on who I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah. We no are guys. all about creating happiness. That's right. The brand that's is right. consistent. Yep. Speaking of brand, let's tie it back full circle. You know, it's a great question. I think I'm sure you've gotten this answer before, but creating time for yourself, mm. you know, period, just in any way that could be for me, it's every Monday and Wednesday, I go to my practice space and I play drums for a couple hours try to do it for a couple hours. Sometimes it's only 30 minutes, but I go, I put my phone in do not disturb. I put in some headphones. I just tune out the world and I get into drum world. That's one way going for walks with or without my dog. Those help. That's happiness for me. Spending time away from the screen is probably what it boils down to for me is I'm just always on the screen. So mm-hmm. if I can get away, go for hikes with my wife and my dog and just do fun things that aren't, you know, live life basically other than being on the screen, essentially. So That's grass. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get outside, breathe some fresh air, you know, as, as hippy dippy as that sounds like it actually does wonders. It feels, it feels good after. Well, I mean, just looking at the ideas that you're generating, it's working, you know, getting away from the screen and, and touching the grass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hippy, hippy dippy does yield some, some great results from time to time. So, you know, Marcus, I, I wish we could talk longer, but then you'd never be able to implement these great ideas that you're having. So you have to promise us that you'll come back. This is a great conversation and I know we can go even deeper and especially it'll be great to talk again after you launch your course. Absolutely. So definitely I'd come back. To. I'd love so to. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much on behalf of everybody at GoWP for joining us today. And for those of you that are listening, and if you'd like to read more about what Marcus does, you can visit him at perfectevolution.xyz. Uh, you can also read more about him and his various projects at mynameismarcus.com. Marcus is M-A-R-C-U-S. And you can also read more about his proactive project management courses at proactivepmcourse.com. So lots of places to find out about Marcus. Got it. Thank you so much to both of you. This was great. I really enjoyed this conversation. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marcus, for joining us. It was honestly like, I have to come back and listen again to take more notes from, (laughs) there's so many good notes to take and thank you to everyone who's listened and don't forget to like, and subscribe. And you can get this podcast and this episode of the digital agency owners podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And just a quick reminder at GoWP, we want to help you become more profitable, whether it's by listening to our podcast or joining in on our weekly happiness hours, viewing informative webinars, like we have with Marcus hosted by our friends in the WordPress community. And of course, by growing your team with our skilled developers, copywriters, designers, or project managers. Go to gowp.com and read more about our services to schedule a call. Bye, y'all.